American Redoubt Radio Operators Network and is a nationwide disaster preparedness network made up of patient-oriented radio operators. So, Amron phonetically, Alpha, Mike, Romeo, Romeo, Oscar, November. This is a directed net, so please hold any traffic until that control station calls for it. Any emergency traffic may break in at any time. Covering tactics, techniques, news, technology, and concepts related to emergency communications in support of the American Readout Radio Operators Network and disaster communications in general. When conventional communications are disrupted or compromised, grid up or grid down. This is Partisan Radio. Welcome to Volume 20. Hello, Amron. We are currently at AMCON 5. That's the lowest Amron condition level with no known threats to our communications infrastructure on a nationwide scale. If you are a net control operator, be sure to announce the most current AMCON level in the preamble of your net script. And as a reminder, don't forget to tune in and participate in this week's Amron practice nets. I want to welcome our new Amron core operators and our new members to Amron and congratulate all of you who are working hard to increase your stations, your skill sets, and your readiness levels. Thank you all for being out there. Uh, Let's get into amateur radio news. First of all, many of you are aware of the fires that are going on, and there's not really much to report in the way of ham radio news. However, this is a situation that's uh, burned at least 50,000 acres. The reports are mixed whether or not uh, they are at zero or 10 or 20 percent contained. Uh, And of course, there are more than one fire. So these numbers are kind of skewed. We don't have anybody on the ground right now in that area uh, at this time to be able to confirm or keep us updated on any of this. But they are saying that uh, multiple agencies are already involved uh, from the South Lake County Fire Protection District, the California Highway Patrol, Center for Disease Control, National Guard, multiple uh, sheriffs and uh, municipal and county uh, fire uh, fighting agencies are involved. But they are saying that the fire is threatening critical communications infrastructure in the geysers area, as well as threatening the Adeline power, uh, Adeline power plant. So it's something that we do want to pay attention to. There have been unconfirmed numbers of uh, structures destroyed with uh, 5,000 plus without power, Uh, 5,000 residents apparently or households they didn't specify. So if there are any Amron members in that area in California, if you could keep us updated as to the communications infrastructure status in that area, we'd much appreciate it. And if there's anything we can do to offer communication support, let us know. If we have folks in that area, uh, some what of a standard, we haven't formally standardized this, but in the real world situations that have developed, we have gone to the 7242 HF 40 meter frequency for voice, just monitoring in case somebody, one of our own, happens to be in an affected area they can call out for help. So I want to encourage those of you in the western region to be monitoring 7242. We'll put the word out 
And if any of you in California are monitoring or listening, uh, we want you to know that uh, we're going to have folks on 7242 volunteering to monitor when they can, where they can. And we'll, of course, double down those efforts if we get word that we know there are AMRON members in that area. In the meantime, I want to encourage our operators in Central and Northern California to continue to monitor ARIES, emergency services, and ham club repeater traffic for any kind of activity that can help keep us posted in a more timely manner than what we're getting through official reports, which you know are less than real time. In ham radio news, some of you may have noticed some type of strange sounds and noises in the 7 megahertz and 14 megahertz ham radio bands. Well, the Russian military is interfering. They are doing their own operations without regard for the IARU designation for those frequencies and those bands for amateur radio use. You might be interested in listening in on it. The latest IARU monitoring system newsletter reports Russian military traffic in the amateur radio 7 and 14 megahertz bands has increased. The Navy's often been active on 14192 using what's known as F1B and the Russian over the horizon or OTH radar also has been causing strong interferences daily. If anything, it's just interesting to see what those sound like so that in the future, when you hear interfering signals, you can more readily identify those for what they are. The International Amateur Radio Union Monitoring System Region 1 has a newsletter covering this. And if you don't have a shortwave radio or a HF ham radio, well, you should get one. But if you haven't gotten to it yet, you can also monitor that on web-based SDR receivers, the software-defined radio, and you can go to www.websdr, that's Sierra Delta Romeo.org, websdr.org. We seem to have a unusually high amount of solar activity, so I thought I would throw this out there. We had uh, some G1, or which is very minor geomagnetic storm levels occurring on the 7th, 9th, and 11th of uh, September, just this week. On the 7th, 8th, and 9th, and 11th, we had G2, which are moderate activity, and then G3, very strong levels on September 11th which was due to a combination of coronal whole high-speed streams and coronal mass ejection effects, which accounts for probably some of the northern lights that many of you may have been able to see in the northern part of the country, and northern part of the hemisphere. Those can produce HF disrupting and satellite communications disrupting type of effects. This is something that, since we're in the peak of the solar cycle, we want to be aware of because of this high solar activity can disrupt our communications. And of course, the worst case scenarios can even affect the power grid with EMP type of effects. In our communications resources category this week, I'd 
became aware of a free ebook that is out on Amazon, amazon amazon.co.uk, called Solder Smoke, S-O-L-D-E-R, Smoke. Global Adventures in Wireless Electronics for our super electronic geeks out there. Solder Smoke is the story of a secret after-hours life in the electronics. When the author uh, became an adult, and became a diplomat. His work took him to many different countries where he talks about his exploits and experiences in salvaging electronic components and building custom electronics and antennas and things like that and meeting up with other folks with like-minded interests. And uh, I know that many of you are very much into that kind of stuff. It's called Solder Smoke, Global Adventures in Wireless Electronics. It's a free Kindle edition ebook. A couple of other resources that I wanted to pass along to you. One is a PDF uh, from Gary at Clark County Amateur Radio Club. It is called Portable Station Considerations. It has uh, a lot of images on there, but very little explanation. However, I thought it was really interesting just to be able to look down through some of the things that he had included in this PDF. We will put a a link in the Volume 11 highlights posting. And there are several things here that he points out. What is portable? What decisions to make? options to consider, some samples of various different kits. And he also breaks those into two different categories, loose components and turnkey. Loose components takes more time to set up. The turnkey would be minimal setup time, portable stations. And he covers several different subjects from power options, antenna options, different accessories and support items. So uh, he does not explain a lot of this. It's almost like an outline for a PowerPoint type of presentation with the images. But I thought it was fascinating. It gave me actually a couple of ideas that I'd like to incorporate into my mobile station setup. And hopefully you can uh, benefit from that as well. Also, there is something from the Hacker News in the uh, signals security and uh, computer security section. With Windows 10, uh, when you interact with your Windows device by speaking or handwriting or typing, Microsoft collects speech, inking, and typing information, including information about your calendar and people. And they say, if that makes you feel creepy, and it should, then you need not worry because the good news is you can turn off this keylogger. Of course, it's not just a keylogger. It's an everything logger, including the use of a stylus. It logs all of this and reports it to Microsoft. You can turn that off if you're using uh, Windows 10. I will provide the link here so that if you've already upgraded to Windows 10, which I don't think I have an interest in doing at all, uh, you can follow this link and they take you step by step on how to turn that feature off. Okay, I had a question from a listener, an Amron operator, who has uh, GMRS and a license for GMRS that wanted to program the GMRS frequencies into his Wuxun KGUVD. He was asking, how do I program that? And of course, he emphasizes only for monitoring, not for using the Wuxun for GMRS in the shared FRS GMRS uh, range. 
The other radio that he has is the GXT 1050, which is a Midland, and of course that's FRS and GMRS. So you don't want to put those frequencies in your uh, ham radio and use those. Great for just monitoring though, but just to let you know, to keep everything legal eagle, you don't want to transmit. And he expressed he has no intentions of doing so. But the problem that he's having, he says, my ham radio is for two and 440 meters, which is two meters and actually 70 centimeters. But it seems to only accept three digits past the decimal point when programming frequencies. Thank you for any advice that you can provide. Okay, what I want to do is point you to a feature in your menu, in your handheld. And this goes for whether you're using a Baofeng or a Wuxun or any of these Typically, that feature is called the step feature. Now, I don't own a KG UV2D, uh, which is made by Wuxun. Your user manual, and especially your non-factory user-produced field guides that, that folks will, that will make into PDFs and post those, actually might be the most useful. But if you go into your menu items, that's typically referred to as step. You want to go in to your step, that's your, your frequency step, and that will usually let you switch between 2.5 kilohertz, 5 kilohertz, 6.25, 10, 12.5, 20, 25, and 50 kilohertz steps. So when you push your up and down arrow or you rotate through the dial uh, in your VFO, that will step as much as 50 kilohertz or as little as 2.5 kilohertz. Uh, you want to change that to 2.5 kilohertz, and that will allow you to type in or punch in using the keypad the specific frequency that you want. That should allow you to be able to manually punch in all of your digits, your first three, and then all four after your decimal point. Now, the Baofangs don't allow you to type in or punch in all four of those numbers. It will default to a three-digit number. And then you use your up and down arrow to go to that two and a half kilohertz step. So it will let you type in four, four, five. But if you want to go to four, four, seven, five, then uh, you have to go to 445.445 and then use your arrow buttons or your dial, your VFO on your Wuxun, and then manually rotate up that two and a half kilohertz. You'll normally see uh, the fourth number will be very tiny off to the right of the third number after the decimal point. And if you are trying to change that and you're following along with your radio, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Hope that helps. And then finally, in closing, last week, I spoke about Amron conducting ourselves professionally, following the rules, following the laws, following the FCC regulations, and that we had had one experience that I was aware of that a technician class operator was operating in the general class uh, portions of the HF bands, and that we tried to contact him, never heard from him again. And we had a net control operator get an email from somebody who confessed saying that they have recently gotten their general class license. They've been studying and working hard. 
They hadn't quite gotten their general class license when T-Rex started and couldn't help themselves and wanted to just because of the condition of the the way things are going on in the world, uh, wanted to make sure everything worked and just operating in the general class without having his general class license yet and felt horrible about doing it and uh, has since upgraded and wants to do everything on the up and up and legal. Now, I don't want to know who it was, but I will say, even though you're using proper etiquette, you're using courtesy and following all of the other rules, this is something that just don't do it again. Any of you, please do not. Because, first of all, it's illegal. And uh, I think it is, well, it's a righteous set of regulations. It helps keep the bands orderly. However, there are a couple of different categories of people in the ham or amateur radio community. Well, there's two that we need to concern ourselves with. One is the ham radio hobby purist. They believe that ham radio should strictly just be a hobby. And anybody who uses ham radio for emergency communications at all is ruining the hobby. Even if it's Aries or Skywarn, the Red Cross, or anybody using the amateur radio bands for emergency emergency communications, they look at with disdain because it should just be a hobby. And then other ham operators work with what we call served agencies. They work in emergency disaster communications, but they work with the local county emergency operations center or some other type of uh, what you might call an official capacity emergency communications volunteer status. There are a handful of those who do not care for anybody else doing emergency communications training or operations who are not official. And they often will look for anything that they can fault an organization with, uh, with whether it is uh, a preparedness network, whether it's Amron, whether it's some of the other unofficial and non-institutionalized ham radio disaster networks. So the problem is when they find somebody using the ham bands illegally, they don't say to everyone that they know that one guy was operating during an Amron net and he was operating illegally. What they say is those Amron guys operate illegally. So it actually harms, even though no harm, no foul, you used proper radio procedure, you were courteous and everything else, it has a detrimental effect on the organization itself. So the word is everybody operate legally, use proper radio procedures, use courtesy and proper radio etiquette and operate within the band that you're licensed for. If you really, 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 really want to practice uh, in the general class portion of the amateur radio bands, then be patient. You waited this long. You can wait a couple more weeks until you get your general license and then you can operate or your extra class license. Wherever you are, make sure that you're operating, that you're licensed for the bands and the portions of the bands that you're operating in. Fair enough? Okay, good enough. 
So we won't have to probably have this conversation ever again. And by the way, congratulations on getting your general. Appreciate everybody for all the hard work that they put into uh, advancing their stations, their communications, skill sets, and everything that you guys do to help Amron grow. What a great group of folks, and it is an honor to work with all of you. So with that, uh, that's a wrap for this week's Partisan Radio. Next week, we're going to talk about CW, Continuous Wave. Why should we even be thinking about it or talking about it? Well, there are many reasons, and we got some great resources. There's nothing to be afraid of, no reason for you to be intimidated by it, and there are plenty of advantages for using Morse code in continuous wave. So more on that next week. This is John Jacob Schmidt, 73. As ready, trained communicators, right up to the present time, radio hams have been busy every single minute. The ever-increasing group of radio amateurs who have equipped themselves at their own expense with two-way radio sets by amateurs who saw their opportunity to render a public service and paid off for Americans in trouble.